guys and welcome to another episode of Convention Confessional. My name is Katie Hunt and I'm here to guide you through the good, the bad, and the ugly of the convention world with a little help from my friends. And today I get to talk to a wonderful friend that I work with at Anime Boston in the masquerade department slash cosplay department, Miss Amanda. How are you, dear? Hi, I'm great. How are you? Oh, you know, <laughs> sitting at home alone, Same. waiting for all of everything to blow over. Same. <laughs> It's a mood. It's a huge mood. <laughs> How about you? What are you up to? Same old, same old. Mm-hmm. Working from home, exercising at home, Woo-hoo. socializing at home. Woo. Left my apartment in days. Nice, nice, excellent, fabulous. Uh, how would you like to uh, introduce yourself to the masses? Um, uh, my name's Amanda. I work in the masquerade department at Anime Boston. I've been there since 2009, I think. Wow. Um, been a while. Um, <laughs> been a while. One of my favorite gigs. Absolutely love Anime Boston. Same. And uh, yeah, I work behind the scenes of the masquerade. So I do a lot of checking in, wellness checks with the cosplayers, helping make sure people get to their judging appointments on time, and kind of wrangling judges for the big show. It's true. Back before I was hosting the masquerade, Amanda was the person. You watched the table, right? A couple of times? The judging table? Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. So Amanda was the water person. (laughs) Yes, I am the water girl. She's our water boy. <laughs> if you ever watch the AB masquerade, you've got this one person running back and forth behind the sedge and back to the table and back behind the curtain and back to the table. That's me. That's Amanda. Because <laughs> I judged Anime Boston Masquerade for many years before I started working with you guys on actual staff. Oh, uh, yeah. So that's how we met. Like, I think we officially met when I started working for the convention um back in 2018 yes yeah 18. god it's been for that, it feels like so long but it's like I, didn't actually, I didn't do like actual work i only did it for like two years technically <laughs> do, any of us, do any of us really work at this thing though it's so fun we just we show up and we play right it's not work. right it's not work you know it just you know <laughs> organized play very organized organized play (laughs) i feel like you guys do a hell of a lot more than i do though i just show up and look pretty for the most part moral support oh but you are gorgeous (laughs) you know it's a hard life but somebody has to do it Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. let's see you've got stories i understand i know there i know you said that you're you're a little fuzzy on them but i'm excited because you were you're gonna tell these stories i was like where are you gonna hit them i gotta hit the record button (laughs) i mean i've some i've got some um we've had all sorts of things on stage we've had like marriage proposals and um accommodations that we have never had to address before like I think we had to get a wheelchair up on stage once. That was fun. Hmm. Um, all sorts of behind the scenes sort of things. But I, one of my favorites, though, was a Marlboro. And I don't know if you're familiar with the Final Fantasy series. Um, bits and pieces. I wasn't like, I'm not committed to it, but I know enough of it where I don't feel like I'd be a total a-hole. So a Marlboro is a recurring creature that you fight in the series. Okay. I don't know exactly when it hits, but it's this giant 
plant-like creature that blows smog at you and it's generally a very challenging oftentimes used as a boss battle kind of creature the point behind okay. it though is it's huge it's this sure, big, sure. big plant creature and one year for anime boston we had a craftsmanship entry and it was marlboro and we were like oh cool how are they going to pull this off because i mean you got to picture this this giant tangle of vines with a huge toothy mouth mm-hmm. and eyes eyes everywhere or right. big weird ugly looking creature and you're right. thinking how is a cosplayer going to pull this off mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so we okay it to you know to come in and be judged and all of that good stuff mm-hmm. and their judging time is coming up and we haven't heard from the cosplayer yet and after a while, we get a page over the radio system. I think Andy may have been the masquerade coordinator at that time. He gets the page of the radio system that there is somebody in the loading docks with the their costume in the loading docks down at the bottom of the Heinz. Okay. And we're like, why there? It seems like a weird spot to be. Or why? <laughs> I don't know if, if you've ever been down to the loading docks at the bottom of the Heinz. But uh, once in my life, and it was I an mean, accident. <laughs> that's where the big trucks come in to unload, yeah, yeah. And, the, and the elevators can fit huge carts in them. So, so we're like, okay, why is anybody down in the loading docks? And apparently, and we have, I have no idea how this occurred, but this cosplayer got permission to load their costume in through the loading docks, which threw up this huge red flag for us because we were like, why do you use your costume need to go through the loading docks? Right. So Andy goes down to assist. I'm doing my work with the other cosplayers. And then Andy comes back and he's like, so they can't come in to be judged. The judges have to come out to the hallway. Uh, <laughs> and we're like, okay. Uh-huh. So everybody goes out to the hallway and there is a nine foot Marlboro <laughs> that they had just plopped right in front of the windows outside of Cosplay 101, Masquerade 101, which is our headquarters. Uh-huh. They couldn't get it through the door. They couldn't get it through any normal size doors. This yeah. nine foot tall, like six foot wide monstrosity. They may made... say something because the doors to get into that room are already pretty big. Yeah, they are pretty big. And they had to just sort of rope it off and leave it there. <laughs> For the whole day. And we're like, how does this constitute a cosplay, though? Yeah, there's nobody in it, right? Like, how is this cosplay versus sculpture? Right. So the guy, like, I don't, I was not actually privy to the judging, but my understanding is he he does get into the costume. Uh Uh-huh. And he can maneuver it kind of a la puppet or like a fursuit. Okay, okay, okay. he can't do much. get judged on stage though i don't remember that no i think it was one of those they snapped the photo of it and uh plopped it up they on the screen oh, wow. and um but they left it there i it may have been there the whole weekend i don't remember if it was just all day or the whole weekend but they were like he was like yeah no that was too hard to get in so i'm just gonna leave it there until i absolutely have to take it home <laughs> and oh. we're like okay <laughs> we can't guarantee right, what happens to it though <laughs> Great, not a fire hazard at all, just leaving this in the middle of the hallway. It's fine. No, but that was one of my favorites that we've 
done over the years just because it was so abstract. Mm -hmm. And I think that was the reason why we have certain restrictions on cosplays. (laughs) You gotta be able to get it through the doors. (laughs) What do you mean? (laughs) Definitely not through the loading dock. And to their credit, it was absolutely beautiful. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Cosplay. And somewhere in the world I've got a picture of it, but it was just the coordination behind that could have been better communicated, I think. Were you there? Let's see. If you started in 2009, were you there the year that um, there was the Aeon skit that had to drop out? Um, I'm not sure. The dropouts don't necessarily stick in my head as well. Uh, the only reason I ask is I was, I was in that group, but the only reason I ask is because like Rob's costume, he was uh, Bahamut. Oh, wow. Yeah, we had all the Aeons. That's cool, though. It was, and it was a lot of work. I just remember because Rob had one of those massive costumes. Like He was on stilts on top of it, so it made him almost nine feet tall. Oh, I bet. His costumes are always so spot on. I know. They're so they're stupid, right? It's just like, whatever, Rob. <laughs> kind of hate him a little bit. Kind of hate him. <laughs> You're just like, cool, I sewed this together. And then he's just like, cool, I made this robot. You're like, whatever, Rob. <laughs> And I'm friends with him, and I can say that, and he knows it. I'm just like, we're all just like, yeah, okay. <laughs> but yeah, no, we had to drop well. out because uh, his Bahamut costume, unfortunately, because it was so big, it was heavy, like, and we had to like get through like convention center stuff. It just, it didn't work out. It was breaking. We just That's knew we were never going to get it on stage because it was so big. But I can't imagine like something bigger than that. Like that's ridiculous. Something that needs the loading dock to get into yeah. the convention center, <laughs> right? Let's see. There was another one, too. I remember it was before. I mean, I know I was judging. I must have stopped by and it was like they'd set it up in the judging room and the people could wear it. It was one of the um, the bots it was like a tiger bot. Zoid. It was a Zoid. Mm, not ringing any bells, but it was a big white tiger Zoid. I have a terrible memory, though. That's okay. And again, I, I got to remember how many friggin' years ago this was, too, because I mean, I know it was. Bef- I know I was going to AB, but I can't remember if I was even working at AB. But I remember that being like Judge for Masquerade too, and that thing was intense. We've had some really crazy ones come through. Oh yeah, the fursuits always like blow my mind. Mm-hmm. Like how they're constructed and how they get worn all day. Like, oh, yeah. My God. I get hot in just like a polyester shirt and a wig. I'm right? like, I said, I'm done. I got to take this off. Right? Like, I'm dying in a Percy coat. <laughs> There's people walking around a full fur. Like, you know. How oh, do you man. even in there? Yeah. And it's just, I mean, like, and they're committed too. Like, I mean, they look gorgeous. Yeah. Like, like the nice, like the nice heads and everything with like, you know, and like have all their little details in their paws. They have like their little pod pad, like. Or when they're articulate. Yeah, was, we had one fursuit that had like this long articulate tail, and I was like, "What? How?" <laughs> I was not privy to the judging, so I'm sure they explained how, but I don't know how that happened. Right, one, one of the books. I love that too. I love that, like in judging now, because the costumes are getting so intense, like people are like really getting into it and stuff. I remember back in the day, you used to go, you get judged, and you're like, "I printed this picture off of Google Images." This is the only image that exists of it, and you will judge my costume off of that. And like nowadays, people are coming in with like, "Here's volume one." Yeah, how I made it. Binders. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, the binders and the progress pics. Yeah, we had a cosplayer left their binder behind, and it was like a 
like this massive like five inch three ring binder that they had just stuffed mm-hmm. full of papers and like pattern sketches and progress pics and like this is what it looked like before I added buttons and now here it is with the buttons and here's a picture of me sewing the buttons. <laughs> yeah. Like some of the ones you used to get at Kineticons were like literal scrapbooks. Yeah. It was like, here, this is like a sample of every single material that is on this costume. It's like, what the hell? <laughs> and like, credit though, like that is detailed, mm-hmm. detailed logging there. Like, and and the I know the craftsmanship judges, they love it. They love seeing all of that stuff. And I think oh, at this point now, I think they require it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like some conventions they do. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, the other thing is, too, is like I think a lot of it now, too, is just like some people have just gotten into the habit of being like, well, those people didn't make their costumes. They feel like they have to prove themselves, you know, yeah. like a part of it is like, wow, that's a really nice book. And part of it, I feel like, is some people's paranoia, which is kind of sad. Yeah. And like if you're competing, though, you have to be able to show your work and show like your skill. And Mm -hmm. you can't, it's sometimes really hard to look at a finished product and say, oh, yeah, I can definitely see the skill that went into this versus um, seeing the progress that goes into it. And you're like, okay, so I thought it was going to work out this way and I had it all planned out like so, but then I ran into this roadblock and this is how I solved it. And here's the progress picks that shows my diversion from plan A to plan B. Yeah. So, you know, if I, I just think about the costumes that I've made that I've competed with in the past. And if I made a portfolio now, it's like it would be a serious portfolio, but there would also be pictures of me like sobbing and a ball on the ground. <laughs> and this is where I fucked up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've never actually competed before. No, um, I no, I I launched I got thrown into the convention world back in like 2007, I think. Mm-hmm. For Bakuretsukan in Vermont, uh, my friend Heather was running the cosplay competition there, and one of her judges dropped out, and I was we were roommates at the time, and she was like, come to Baku, I need someone to judge, and I'm like, I don't watch anime, I've, I've seen like maybe three animes in my life, and you're the one who showed them to me, like, <laughs> how am I supposed to judge these costumes, and she's like, don't worry. You don't have to know anything. Just if you if you can look at a costume and say that it looks great or it looks doesn't look great, like that's all I really need right now. <laughs> right? You're just gonna be that. You're gonna be that judge that's there that goes, "Wow, that's pretty." It's like cool. <laughs> right. And that, that's exactly what happens. Like, so, like the dude on Ink Master that's never been an ink person, but like he's just like, I think it looks nice. You're like, thanks, dude. And like the um the hotel's internet was like spotty or like it was like before the time where we had internet on our fingertips all the time every time sure so like i couldn't just google who i was looking at so somebody showed up and if i was lucky they had a reference picture with them and if i was unlucky i would be like yes yeah, so you're very clearly wearing three court cardboard boxes that are hastily <laughs> painted and um this person over here that with a sewn costume looks better than yours and that was the extent of my judging <laughs> I would compare two costumes and be like, that one's prettier. <laughs> and I think I know what you are. <laughs> like, or, oh. it, yeah, recognizability. That was the other point. If I knew who it was, they got bonus points from me. <laughs> oh, that's, and, you know what? Sometimes I feel like that's how some people actually judge too, so don't feel bad. <laughs> and like, that's how I got into cons, was like, I desperately need a judge. 
Manda, you're in. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, <laughs> if you say so. And like the following year, my God, she asked me back. <laughs> and like by this point, I've been involved in Baku for a whole year. And then I got involved in like the back end planning of it. And then the rest was history. I've been with Baku ever since. And then I work with Andy at Baku and Andy uh, took over the masquerade. And he was like, I need people to staff this because I need people to staff this. And I'm like, okay, sure. I'm like, that's, that's how I ended up at Anime Boston was basically the same way I ended up at Baku was I need someone to staff this tag. You're it. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I think I've told you, like, I mean, I know I've said it on here before, you know, the story of how I ended up at um, the convention in New Hampshire that I worked for. I think so. I just had a badge thrown at me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, here you work here now <laughs> yeah pretty much i was like okay and that was like the first year of it so it's like i feel like a lot of people got stuck like you mean you just got stuck in that way where it was just like we need people and you seem responsible here you go it's like oh, me. um Kineticon, when i started working for them it was i had made friends with um ryan uh my friend ryan he was in charge of their cosplay masquerades up we had become friends and he just wanted me like on his staff since the year before when we had first met at the convention and stuff so that's how i ended up at Kineticon working with him but it, do, you, do you know do you know how i got on official staff for boston no how <laughs> the best story ever <laughs> okay so again i had judged anime boston for years mm -hmm. um lindsay and i have been friends forever um andy and i um excuse me ada not andy i do i do love andy i love you andy ada um <laughs> had been friends for a while because i had done events at boston like for chess game and stuff and uh over the years, like, I mean, I'd come back, come, like, gone away for a little while to judge, come back to judge um, pretty permanently. And then the year before I started at AB, I was rooming with um, Lindsay because she had just had Sammy. So I wasn't on staff, but I could room with her because we weren't in a staff room. Mm. And we had just gotten back from Masquerade and it was late. It was like, like we had like one of those. It was one of those late night went forever mat like masquerades, and oh, we had just show back that just would not end. Yeah, show that would not end. Yeah, and I'm laying face down in the bed, and that's when she had told me that um, Mario wasn't going to be coming back next year. So I'm laying there, face down in the bed, listening to her just be like, "Yeah, we're like we're probably have to look for a co-host," and in my muffledness, I'm just like, "Why do you have to look for a co-host? I'll do it." <laughs> She's like, you want it? And I'm like, yeah, I want it. Perfection. And that's how I ended up on staff. <laughs> yeah, I want to host an anime boss. What's wrong with you? Oh. I mean, it's such a big show. I it mean, is. my my only shows really are Bakaretsu and Anime Boston. You compare the two, it's like trying to compare a cherry to a freaking ugly fruit. It's like crazy. <laughs> the difference it's like you could have the scoop of ice cream or the kitchen sink at walt disney world which one do you want exactly <laughs> there's well, you know what sometimes it's good to just have a scoop there's nothing wrong with that well and that, i love the smaller conventions though because they're like anime boston is this huge wonderful crazy show with thousands of people and the energy is always so high and infectious mm -hmm. and it's crazy fun mm-hmm and on the flip side, you've got the smaller conventions where, like, for Baku, like, a good convention year for us is, like, 500 people. And we're like, yes! 
<laughs> exactly. You just know everybody. You can move in the hallways. It's just nice to everyone. see everyone. And yeah. like, it's a lot more intimate. And like, the guests will really interact with you because they don't have to, you know, fight for the attention of thousands and thousands of fans. They can right. actually walk down the hallway and interact with the with the attendees. And it's just a lot more low key, like kind of a more chill setting it's yeah, still a same. convention you're still doing all the convention things but on just a much 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 smaller scale and when it's smaller like that it's easier to be relaxed mm-hmm. i agree i agree 100 percent. like i said i i love anime boston it's always going to be like the convention for me like that's the big one it's just mm-hmm. but something there's just something about going to those little like hometown cons where you're just like this is nice mm-hmm. this feels you nice you just <laughs> Hang out in the hotel lobby with your feet up and mm-hmm. drink mm-hmm. the free hot cocoa that they have there because we're at a Hampton. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's funny because now, like, not, you know, not from not wanting to go. It's just Anime Boston ends up being probably the only convention that I go to a year now. Yeah. And it's it's just one of those things where it's like, you know, adult, stupid, work, life. I used to table for Baku. Where we would go to other conventions and we would sit at a table in the dealer's room and promote our convention. Be like, hey, so you're at an anime con. This leads me to believe that you like anime cons. <laughs> would you like to come to our anime con? <laughs> and, <Ta-da>. and <laughs> tabling is really fun, too, because it's you get to go to other cons. Usually it's free somehow mm-hmm. some way because right you know convention relationships and you just sure. you just show up you sit at a table you spin your spiel and you get people to sign up you get pre-registration that way and then mm-hmm. you know when yeah, i used to table for a new hampshire convention yeah yep it's because like in boston time. too because like before i was working for the convention it was like basically i was there to judge i'd be there for the whole weekend because why not just go for the whole weekend obviously it's anime boston um but I would just end up finding myself sitting behind the table most of the weekend and helping out with like handing out badge applications and yeah. buttons. So many buttons. Um, when you're at a con, having a dedicated place you know you can go to to just sit down, uh-huh. <laughs> that's always nice. It's clutch. <laughs> it's definitely nice. a good thing. Uh, yeah. I don't I know. Just... My designated place to go sit is with you guys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like our job at Anime Boston is pretty sweet deal because we've got the room that's our headquarters mm-hmm. that's got tables and chairs yep and air conditioning yep. and coloring and coloring yes got to keep the kids entertained <laughs> me and um <laughs> yes that's what i meant by kids <laughs> me <laughs> and like but lots of people come and hang out with us just to sit <laughs> yeah yeah because i mean we kind of like you know it's not just like sitting in there and being like, "Hey, you're next." You go in. I mean, we talk people down that are nervous. Like, oh yeah, all this <laughs> first time novices. This is their first time having their costumes judged. That's scary. I know, little babies. It's so scary. I'm just excited because we haven't been do- we haven't done this for two years. It's like we're gonna come back and there's gonna be so many costume babies. So many, and also uh-huh. we're gonna come back and we're gonna be like, I forget how the system works. I doubt that very much. I don't know how to do the job anymore. <laughs> What's this pencil? What do? I'm really What's worried about our system. Like, I'm going to have to have my password reset again. <laughs> the forums? Oh, poor webmaster. <laughs> right. Sorry, Joe. Webmaster. 
<laughs> okay, mine. I'll, I'll be honest. Mine's been one, two, three, four for like two years now. <laughs> and everybody now knows how to get into Katie's anime box. If you know it, my name is on there. It's <laughs> right. You can have it. <laughs> like I've gone on there. I mean, I go on there to check things, but it's just like, oh man, I haven't. I don't think I ever fixed my password. Whoops. Sorry, Joe. Yeah. It's going to be a weird year though, for sure. You think um, so? I think so. It's going to have, it's going to have that weird vibe of, oh my God, we haven't seen each other in two years and I cannot wait to be back and doing all the things we do, but it's still going to have that overhanging, but we're still in a pandemic and we still have to wear our masks and we still shouldn't be social distancing. It's going to be weird, I think. I feel like by the end of May, it should be a little bit calmer. Like, I don't feel like it's going to be, like, a doom-gloom situation. Because, like I said, because of the restrictions that the convention has put in and stuff, too, like, about proving vaccination and also being vaccinated and stuff, Mm -hmm. like, it's a little bit more at ease in that sense for me, where it's like, okay, like, it's going to be a lot of people, but I still feel like it's a little bit safer than most things. That's true. That's true. Mandating the vaccine is going to lift a heavy weight there, I think. Right, right. And like I said, now we have masks that match our costumes. I actually just ordered one today. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm going to be doing Retsco. Nice. So I got a mask to match her. Nice. Nice. And I'm also doing Tifa. So I got a um, an iron-on patch to put on top of my mask that I'm going to wear over my real mask. That's awesome. And That's I haven't, gonna match I haven't really finalized my plans yet. I don't know. <laughs> Oh, those like, are the well, only two I've got, so. Right. It's like, I'm, I'm working on something. Whether or not it will be done in time for Anime Boston is going to be a whole nother, you know, beast. Like, not that I haven't had two years to sew, but like. I know. Oh my gosh. So I've been working on Tifa for, I was working on Tifa for 2020. Mm-hmm. She was almost done when the con mm-hmm. got canceled. Right. And I was heartbroken and she still hasn't seen the con floor and i was like well i guess i'll just like pull out my cell phone and take pictures of her mm-hmm. but now we have the actual con is coming up and i'm like i put her on again um earlier last year mm-hmm. just, just for fun right and i was like oh you did not store well all these <laughs> things need to be repaired <laughs> oh no <laughs> and i was like well and the other thing that happened with Tifa was I would, when I started working on her, the game hadn't come out yet. I was doing remake Tifa, so the mm-hmm. game hadn't come out yet. So right. I was going off of promotional videos and, like, the trailer. And that's all I had for reference images. Right. And I was like, okay, I think I did all right. And then the con got canceled, and we were all sad, but I got the game. And so now I'm playing the game, and you spend an ungodly amount of time looking at your character's butts. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, oh, God, the back of Tifa's skirt is nothing like I thought it was going to be. I have to remake the whole skirt. (laughs) Damn it. I was like, why couldn't I have just done this before the game came out? It would have been understandable. But now I have to go back and fix it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I'm working on another Percy costume because, of course, I needed another Percy costume. Well, obviously. Obviously. But now the animated show came out. Oh, and you've got, no, I have actual reference material. Like, God damn it, that looks nothing like it's ever looked. <laughs> like, why? It looks, so- first of all, it's simple as hell, and I'm pissed. Oh, I'm like, all my baby deserves better. We all know my child deserves better than this. 
Like, I demand in a second season, if you need more money, I will give you more backing money to give him better clothing. <laughs> but I mean, I guess my first costume kind of looks like his, like, costume in the show or whatever. But it's also like, I guess it could just be, like, super simple. But I mean, the one that I'm working on, it looks nothing like it. So whatever. <laughs> So I, I understand your pain where it's like, I've I've had this picture of this character in my head for so long and now I've seen him animated and it's just like, you know, <laughs> or just, just the front of the picture. And you're like, what does the back look like? I'm going to extrapolate and right. assume it's going to look like this on the other side. Nope. <laughs> nope. Nope. No, it does no. not. Nah, nah, uh-uh. <laughs> and I've got, I, it's the only game I've ever platinumed on the PlayStation 4. And so I have many hours staring at Tifa's butt. And every single time I, I do, I'm like, God damn it, I still have to fix the skirt. I gotta go back and do it. I can't not. <laughs> uh, and then the other thing is too, is like, did I have another, like, I, I made um, a Tony Stark costume of him as a Sith Lord. Really? Yeah, it's pretty cool. Nice. The only problem is, is I can't wear it because if we're wearing masks, I will have a mask over my face. You will not be able to like tell that I am Tony Stark. I will no. just look like a Sith Lord. <laughs> Which yeah. I mean, it's still a good costume, but it's not the same. Not I guess you could look for a mask that has like a goatee printed oh, on it. it. No, I hate people do that. <laughs> You're, uh, I can't. Like, I hate my Retzko mask then. There was some person walking around with one that was like a real face or something. Oh, yeah. Like the, the real, real bottom part of their face. Weird. And I was like, Ugh. I So I just bought the mask for Etsy off of Etsy. And mm-hmm. Etsy was like, so I see you're buying face masks off of Etsy. Mm-hmm. Look at these other face mask options. And one of or a couple of them were those like hyper realistic faces. Yeah. Like the bottom half Help. of a, a man's face. Help. But then they took the point, like, made the effort to illustrate of like a folded down mask under the fake chin, so that it looked like a real face with a mask under the chin wow, on a mask. It. And I was like, yeah. "Why? <laughs> Why? <sighs> Why is that a thing?" Because people have way too much time on their hands. They gotta go back to conventions. <laughs> That's true. That's true. So it's like, so now it's like I'm thinking of costumes that I can wear that are one, pretty, like not easy to make, but like I can easily get, uh, like make a mask for that it would like go with it. Does that make sense? Coordinating a mask to your costume. Yes. This is a, a factor, factor we've never had to consider before. Right. Am I considering oh, no. Bucky Barnes? Yes, I am. <laughs> of course you are. Because of course I am. So, because you know that comes with the built-in mask, we're done. Like, yay! That and like, he's also pretty recognizable too. If you've got the the arm thing going on. Oh yeah, exactly. Like there it is, the mask and the arm. We're done. It's over. Like yeah, that's who we it know is. who that is. Right. Like if you're yeah. just, if you're just doing Tony Stark and not the Iron Man part of Tony Stark, and you have to cover up the recognizable goatee. Yeah, like that's it. It's over. That's that's a little hard to convey. Although I did find masks that say Stark Industries on them. So it's like, you know, it's I could still save it. You could make it work. I can make it work. You could. Uh, yeah. So like, it's really a good deciding factor of what I'm going to wear. And then Saturday, as we both know, I've got no time to wear anything because <laughs> I live in masquerade all day. <laughs> oh, yep. Yep. Wear comfy. That's that's mm-hmm. the Saturday rule. Let's wear something mm-hmm. you can move in. Although I would like for someone, if it happens again this year, if the Patriots show up with their little anime club, warn me. Oh, that was so cute. 
I don't football. I don't follow football. I don't care what's about football. And if somebody had shown those individuals to me, I may have said, you are large dudes, but I would never have actually put them together as being football players. Amanda, I saw them sitting up there for so long. And what was I doing? I'm sprawled out on the stage laying there like, all right, next. (laughs) I was like, oh my God, embarrassed. Oh, they were watching the rehearsals? Yeah, they came in and they like they were like showing them all the behind the scenes stuff and they came up and they watched rehearsals for a while. But again, oh. I'm on the stage, they're up in like the nosebleed section. Like, how am I supposed to know that they're you know like who they are sitting there? And then like about a half an hour after we're done rehearsal and I went upstairs to go change and it like went all over like Discord and our Facebook feeds and stuff going, The Patriots were here and I was like, No, 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 no. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I was locked up in one on one for that, so I never saw them at all. Oh. Although they had, they put out a little article about them being at Anime Boston and like mm-hmm. USA Today or something like that. I forwarded the link to my brother, and I was like, "Look, football fans like anime too. Like we've all come together. It's full circle." <laughs> Remember when 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 the jocks used to tease the nerds in high school? Turns yeah, out right. the jocks are the nerds. It's great. Yeah, right. It's happened. <laughs> The melding of worlds. <laughs> Bringing everybody how, together. This is how it should be. This is how we get world peace. <laughs> it is. Like, just nobody understands that. Oh, man. What are you looking forward to this year? At the con? Yeah. Honestly, it's just seeing everybody. Like, I feel like the only person I've seen from Anime Boston in person recently was Lindsay. And that was because we were all at Digit's wake. Mm -hmm. So that wasn't exactly enjoyable. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. Gosh, I missed Digit. Yeah, I know. It's kind of like... It's going to be bittersweet. This year, like, it's it's bittersweet. Yeah. It's like, we're all back together. We're all going to be there for each other. Like, obviously, we're not going to let his memory die at all. Like, 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 at all. (laughs) I mean, we all know, too, that, like, being there, if we were all, like, sad little, like, little poofs of whatever, he'd be pissed. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> he'd be pissed at us. He'd be like, why? <laughs> like, we're not going to be surprised if we, like, short-circuited all the equipment just to zap us into... He would. He would. He would absolutely shut everything down on us and be like, okay, we get it. <laughs> like, enough. <laughs> so it's a personal goal this year to have a really good fucking time. While still being like, all right, we're going to like, we're going to make him proud, you know? Yes, definitely. But this weekend's for all of us. I just want to see everybody. Like, Mm -hmm. a lot of my immediate con family live in Vermont. So I've seen most of them. Mm -hmm. But like you, I haven't seen since last AB and Corey (laughs) and Brian and basically my whole family and all the other departments that we work with. And it's like... I just want to see my con family again. Mm-hmm. And I have missed cons for two years. We all have. Mm-hmm. But I I wonder if it hits harder when you're staff versus when you're an attendee. Because we've got years and years and years of relationships now that we formulate. Oh, yeah. And I'm not saying that attendees don't formulate relationships that they only see at cons too. Like that's perfectly normal. Oh yeah, I mean, like I said, like most, of, like most of my friends group, like on that side of the convention thing, it's like I still saw them and I talked to them, like be it Zoom chat or whatever, like in person a couple times for like outside events and stuff. But I mean, 
like, I mean, like, convention families, like, most of those relationships start, like, in forums online to be like, hey, let's meet up and meet at these group things. And then, you know, you meet for the first time at the photo shoot or you meet for the first time at, like, the game show that you're both in together, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, so I just I just want to see everybody again. Yeah, I miss everybody. And, and the other thing that I'm looking forward to is spending an exorbitant amount of money in Artist Alley. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> I want to buy. I miss. Oh my god, what was it yesterday? Like you know how they have the huge table in AB's room that's like all of, like the snacks. Like mm. all of, like the candy. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yesterday, I was in Boston, and I went to Chinatown, and I found green tea Kit Kats. <gasps> I know. I did. And you bought all of them. I bought two bags because they're super expensive because they're imported. All right, fine. <gasps> and I was just like, a piece of me came alive again. <laughs> I was oh like, my oh gosh. my god. I haven't had one of those since, well, since last AP. Oh my god. It- <laughs> They're just, they're so good. And it's like one of those things where I'm just like, oh my God, like, I just want to go back and even just like see the snack table again. Like, I just want to see people. I don't want to be out of my house. I want to be in a costume with other costume people. I want, I want some of our traditions back too. Like we had some like weird traditions that we have, have held. We (laughs) always hit the liquor store on the way down. I do not endorse drinking, but we always do the liquor store. I will endorse drinking. <laughs> On the way down. Uh-huh. And like stock up for our rooms for the weekend. And then we'll take like an Uber or a Lyft or whatever. And then we always hit on the way home, we hit up H Mart because we don't have a market like that in Vermont. And we like basically do a like a bulk grocery shopping run. <laughs> Like, we pack cooler bags to bring to AB so that we can be ready for H-Mart when we're heading home. (laughs) I know. It's like, I want... Thursday nights we get there, we always have our staff meeting, and then I go down and I find my friends group, and we have fancy cocktails, like, to kick off the weekend. Yes. Like, I want my fancy cocktail night. (laughs) I want Itadaki. It's my favorite place in Boston. Mm -hmm. We found it... Not for AB. I, a friend of mine used to live in Boston, and we would uh-huh. go down and visit. And so she found Itadaki, and she started taking us there. But this is lovely little Japanese restaurant on Newbury Street, and I love it. They have my favorite sushi roll that I've ever had anywhere. And it's so good. And it's like, we try to figure out how to make time for it, but how do you make time for like the one restaurant when you're meals are covered as staff not that place and and all the other traditions that you're trying to make sure you have room for like yep at the end of the masquerade our our rooms the people who room together yep typically will go out for dinner which is really hard to do with a large group of people at like 11 o'clock at night (laughs) yep because what's open we used to do Cheesecake Factory, but they uh, discontinued their blueberry mojito and therefore are dead to me. <laughs> well, we don't endorse drinking. No, not at all. <laughs> we're responsible adults. I miss Wagamama. Oh, wait, they're gone? No, I just missed them. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> wait! Well, I haven't been 
keeping up with Boston. So like, I actually have no idea what survived the pandemic. No, the one at the Prudential is still there. And I actually, I went to the one at Faneuil Hall the other day. Oh, good. So, so that was my first time in like two and a half years of Wagamama. But still, it's like, you know, we'd sit and be like, hey, they're doing food delivery. Where do you want your food from? And the cute little people would go and get our Wagamama for us. Oh, they have the best curry. Uh, katsu. Oh, my God. <laughs> now I'm hungry. I haven't eaten. Right? <laughs> it's your fault. I'm so sorry. It's your fault I haven't eaten. I'm enjoying those. Like, I miss all these things about the convention. I miss food. I miss food. <laughs> we, um, I know all our traditions are food. I know that Max Brenner did not survive, which broke my heart because they were yeah. like the one place we found to replace Cheesecake Factory for our late night dinner that they took reservations and they were open stupid late. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's all I need out of a restaurant right now. I don't even care what you're serving. I just need you right. to be open late and I need you to take reservations because I have like 11 people I need to see. But I feel like we're going to thrive this year because DoorDash and, like, Uber Eats and, like, Grubhub have become huge. Yeah, they so have. So really, the world's our oyster. You know, I hadn't considered that because, you know, back in ye old days, two years ago, mm-hmm. we used volunteers to get our food. And, like, yeah. But I guess, how does DoorDash work getting food into a convention, though? Like, you'd have well, to send You know, like, with the DoorDash driver, you can be like, here, because we have the fancy badges where we can just walk out the door and walk back in again. Yeah, as very staff, convenient. Yeah. Um, we'd just be like, "Here, meet us on this side, like this sidewalk on this street in front of the Prudential." They're like, "Okay," and then they show up, and you're like, "I'm right here. I'm right here. Give it. Give me food. Give me food." <laughs> or you have somebody meet at the hotel lobby or something. It just, I think it'd be easier to send it to the hotel lobby at that point. Yeah, that's true. We'll figure it out. We have the whole weekend to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. See, if we make, like, good, like, with one of the DoorDash drivers, we'll, like, we'll we'll be able to do this. Be like, look, I'm going to give you a $20 tip if you can walk it right to, like, here. Like, okay. <laughs> yes. I'll meet you at security. Yeah, I'll meet you at security. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Let him through. Thank you. Uh, oh, man, I, I miss you. I miss you. I remember having to send runners down to security to get our cosplayers in. Yeah, right? <laughs> They have a judging time at 9.30. It's 9.25 and they can't get through security. I'm on it! <laughs> you, you look right. Come here. <laughs> oh, man. This has been fun. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Yeah, my pleasure. I Is there anything you'd like to promote? Um, Anime Boston. Come check us oh, out. Okay. Hey. <laughs> Yay, it's happening! <sighs> they cancel it on me one more time. No, nope, they're not doing that. We're not going to do that. <laughs> toxic and i won't live that life for having it give me my cons it's gonna be you me in a room alone at a heinz convention center but it's the convention (laughs) in cosplay in cosplay with wagamama yes that's it we've hit all our notes (laughs) that's it done i'll figure out how to make you a blueberry mojito much appreciated one of my friends actually <laughs> up here did find like the official cheesecake recipe and the or, well, cheesecake factory recipe for it and they were like i am doing this for you god bless oh. the internet yes it's wonderful so i have had my blueberry mojito fix but it is no longer affiliated with the convention <laughs> not affiliated um <laughs> we don't have i'm gonna promote uh my book because i can uh that could have gone worse life lessons from a dinosaur cosplayer uh, that is out on Amazon right now. And actually, if you come to Anime Boston that weekend, I'm going to hide a couple in the convention center. You're allowed to do that? I'm, I'm going to. 
So you guys can find a copy at the convention center. Um, and also, I'm still waiting to hear back on whether or not um, I'm getting a panel that I signed up for. So if I do, there'll be more information on that soon. And I'm excited about it if the panel gets accepted. Um, and let's see. Is there anything else? Oh, la, la, la. No, I think that's it. That's everything going on in my life. Uh, Amanda, thank you again for coming on. I appreciate it. And uh, guys, we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.